The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. Follow-up today is with Joe Favorito, a public relations expert in sports, entertainment, media training, TV, business. He's worked for the Knicks, the Sixers, and a host of other organizations. And it's been a pleasure of mine to be able to work with Joe in past business. So, Joe, given your experience over the years working with different leaders, have characteristics of the leaders you've worked with at all these different companies changed? Well, thanks, Noah. First of all, all it means is that I'm old. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, I don't. I don't think the characteristics have changed that much. I think when you know when you have the opportunity to work with people like um, Harvey Schiller, who was the head of the USOC and helped found uh, U, um, Yes Network, and Turner and. Neil Pilsen, who was the president of CBS Sports for a long time, or Arlen Cantarian, who really helped turn around um, the U.S. Open, working at the USTA. Um, I, I think that there are some basic basic traits that don't go away. One is, I really think you have to be a good listener. Number two, you have to be willing to learn. Number three, you have to be willing to teach. Uh, and number four, you have to be able to build consensus. I think those are, those are the most important things. And they, they don't change as much... Now, maybe the situation's changed. You have to understand more about the social scenes. You always have to be learning uh, about social media now. Uh, I think very much with Me Too now, you have to be very conscious of everything that's going on in your work environment because at the end of the day, you're responsible for all those people underneath you. So do the characteristics change? No, I, I think you know, what changes is the ability to adapt to whatever the situation is today. When you speak of good listeners, have you, have you worked with people that were successful in other realms that tried to get into your world that couldn't do it simply because they weren't willing to listen and willing to learn? I think that's, that's probably one of the biggest problems. Um, a friend of mine who works on the, the management consulting side now was talking about ownership in, in sport, and it's a very obviously unique club. But right now, um, given the money that's being spent, uh, his term is, you don't look for ROI, you look for ROE, return on ego, when you buy a team now. Uh, and, and I think that you see a lot of um, the better businesses that know how to build culture have really smart leaders who can listen and adapt. The ones that kind of come and go uh, and aren't willing to learn and listen from the people around them, those are the ones that struggle. And, and you see it every day, not just in sports and entertainment, but you see it in every, every walk of life. The ones that succeed are the ones that build a culture, listen to their people, and are able to adapt to what's going on. Have you seen a change in qualities based on age? I actually think that, that um, 50 and older, and now that I'm, I'm firmly entrenched in that group, <laughs> are very much undervalued. Um, I think the younger people who start businesses, the most successful ones, are the ones that tie to a mentor who's been through it and is are able to listen to that person. Uh, be that man or woman. I think right now, and we're going to see that, I really believe, in the next three or four years, where as everybody tries to figure out how to adapt to millennials and Gen Z, the people who can lead them to figuring all that out because they've been through before are the people who are a little bit older, 50 and older, who've been through all the things. And it, maybe it changes a little bit now in terms of what the environment is, but the business goals are the same. You know, how do you GSD, 
get stuff done. That's the most important thing that you can do in a business, and the people who can help you get stuff done are usually the people who have been there before. Which is really interesting because you'd think that if somebody's looking to get to that younger audience, that they would be speaking to younger people, not someone who's older, but someone who's older who's actually gotten stuff done, knows how to reach an audience no matter what age they're in. They reached younger audiences before. So, um, you know, I think senior management has to listen to their younger employees and, you know, take a lot of notes and listen and watch and learn and see what's going on. The biggest thing that, that a little bit of seniority gives you is the ability a lot of times not to panic. Uh, and in an environment now where most businesses are looking for sprints rather than marathons, and you've got investment money pouring into businesses where, where um, investors are looking for an ROI right away, you need some of those senior people to stand there and say, look, the whole forest isn't on fire. It's just one little bush, and let's figure out how to put out the bush as opposed to worrying about if the whole forest is burning down. What was, what was the last... Maybe you can't tell me the the last case, but has there been a last subset of an of an industry that you thought really could have survived if they actually thought that way? Uh, I think you see it every day, and it's not really one specific industry. Um, you see plenty of um, companies that come along that have kind of a golden lasso around their neck because they're either tied to public investment, they're tied to a specific return, they're tied to an, an ownership group um, that don't adapt. They try to do the same thing. And I honestly think the media industry is the biggest culprit right now, where I will work with um, big networks, and they're still tied to ratings. They keep looking at, oh, what's our ratings point? What are we doing? How do we get more of a ratings point as opposed to looking to all the ways that they can adapt and, and engage an audience on every device possible. They're still tied to the old-fashioned Nielsen rating, that that's what's going to drive business. And the reason why that is is because the advertising business still has not caught up to the way people are engaged now. They haven't figured out how to monetize it. So they're out there looking at how to sell dollars against a model that's probably 15 or 20 years old, when in reality they should be much more disruptive, much more creative, and find ways to generate revenue in other ways other than looking at, you know, whatever the, the, the number of, of viewers were for someone who turned on a live event. So then are there times then, Joe, that you're executing a plan from a client that you know that, look, this isn't the best plan, but this is what they want me to execute? No, not anymore. Um, I have, um, I, I will work with, and, and I will, I think one of the reasons why I'm brought into companies big and small is to give them alternatives. I, I kind of see things differently from all the places that I've been, whether it's teaching, uh, you know, working with younger people in school, um, working with startups, working with mature businesses, people kind of bring me in, um, I think, to get a, a different view from what they have. Uh, and that's why I, I like working with a lot of the clients that I work with now. Um, I'm too old to be in a business where people want yes men. I am not a yes person anymore. I have no filter. Um, I think that, um, you know, I will definitely listen and adapt and try and help whoever the business is, wherever the individual is, to get to the goal that they want. But sometimes, you know, it's the old saying, you know, beating your head against the wall and expecting a different result is definition of lunacy. So, mm -hmm. so uh, I think I help to bring companies to a different perspective, uh, probably a little bit of a younger perspective because I deal with a lot of young companies. Um, and if sometimes they don't listen, 
you know, we part ways as friends, kind of move along. That happens every once in a while, but I think most times people are willing to listen and, and you know, you can kind of track what the ROI is. How do you handle, you mentioned the, the return on ego when talking about owners, but you, you work with powerful people all the time. How, do, how have you evolved in dealing with egos? Um, I, I think you treat people as people. Uh, no matter how big the ego is, uh, you have to know how to deal with people on a one-to-one level. You have to be able to get people's respect. That's the most important thing, I think, in business today, is that you have a lot of people out there who will just yes people to death with the hope of keeping a job, even though they, they don't think it's the right thing. Now, you can't just go against the grain all the time. I think you have to be able to adapt and, and compromise, and I think building consensus is a big, big part of success in business. So taking kind of what the approach is, looking at your view of it, listening to what it is that they want to do, and learning both from the mistakes and from the successes is really important. But at the end of the day, you have to kind of come to a consensus and figure out how to, how to help a business, a brand, an athlete, a celebrity, a cause move ahead. And that's where, you know, I think experience really plays a big part. Joe, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, Noah, we'll talk to you soon. Well, would you look at that? Listening makes a difference. Once you can tame your own ego and listen instead of thinking you have all the answers already, then you'll probably be ready to flourish. And I'm fortunate to be able to ask Joe a lot of questions because he's been doing the same for a long time of others. Check out joefavorito.com, F-A-V-O-R-I-T-O.com for all of Joe's posts and industry musings. He's on Twitter at joefav, F-A-V, and follow his page on Facebook also. Ratings and reviews on iTunes mean a lot for the podcast, so please take 20 seconds. See, I dropped 10 seconds from the last episode to do that and then tell all of your friends to subscribe. Also, if you have guest ideas, let me know on Twitter at Noah Kozlov, C-O-S-L-O-V, and on Facebook. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up. The Follow-Up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit VocalNow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.